You're listening to Cam's Talk, a podcast brought to you by the service users and professionals from East London NHS Foundation Trust. A podcast where you can hear us discuss, debate and challenge issues around child and adolescent mental health in the UK. Welcome everyone to another episode of our CAMS Talk podcast. Today I'm joined by some service users and one of our new hosts to talk about the topic of exam stress. Um, This is something that we thought it was really important to talk about because we know people have got exams coming up possibly for the first time in many, many years. So we wanted to share our own feelings about exam stress and our own experiences, uh, our own advice for people working in schools, but also for uh, young people going through exams. So it's great to have you listening today. Um, I'm going to start by introducing Marianne. So Marianne, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Yep. So my name's Marianne and I'm one of the participation support workers at CAMS. Um, and I'll be co-hosting with Ashling today. Um, yeah, so I studied psychology and I actually finished studying um, in 2021. So I have some experience of studying during COVID and pre-COVID. So it'll be really interesting to discuss all of that. Amazing. Thank you, Marianne. Um, it's great to have you joining us as a host on the podcast moving forwards. Um, Molly, would you like to introduce yourself next? Hi, I'm Molly. I'm 18 and I'm currently in college and I'm an ex-service user. Thank you, Molly. And that leaves Shana. Shana, go ahead. Hi, I'm Shana. I'm 18. I'm currently at uni and I'm an ex-camp service user. Thank you, Shana. And I think, I mean, you said in our introductions about the most kind of recent experience we've got around exams. Um, Personally, it's been a good few years since I've done any. Um, I haven't missed them. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think it would be a really nice place to start with how, how you found going through exams recently. I know you know, we're recording this at the end of April. There's a lot of exams coming up. Does anyone have any upcoming exams? Shana, how are you feeling about them? Um, I think it will be okay because my exams are still online. So, like, it's n- not really a formal exam, I suppose, because I can still, I'm allowed to look at notes during that time as well while I'm taking the exam. So. Technically, it's still not even formal exam. So I haven't done a formal exam since GCSEs, which was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be all right. So do you think that the reason that this exam isn't a formal exam and it's open book and it's online is because of you know the past few years and the fact that people haven't done formal exams for a while? I think so. And I think universities I suppose have found it a lot easier because it means they don't have to organize the whole like hall and put everyone in there and make sure everyone's there at the same time 
um it's all online it's just like a, a, a quiz kind of thing really so I think COVID's changed a lot of things of like what we do because we found like doing stuff online can save a lot more time and it's a lot easier so they're saying that they're going to bring back in-person formal exams but I mean we aren't under any COVID restrictions at the minute so I suppose that's the only reason why they haven't is because it's been a few years but then if we don't go back into it I suppose we're never going to go back into it. Yeah do you feel um do you prefer the fact that it's going to be an online open book exam as opposed to a more like formal exam? Yeah because I have a really bad memory because I'm dyslexic so it's when exams are in person it just feels like I'm cramming information into my brain and then I'm just writing it down but when I'm doing it online because I can look at my notes it's more like I'm applying my knowledge rather than re-talking about what I know (laughs) which I think is better in a way yeah Shana do you also feel that going into an exam room with all of your peers and having to remember everything that you've revised also adds a bit more pressure? A hundred percent because um, my GCSEs is what um, kind of caused me to go into CAMS actually <laughs> because of all that pressure at GCSEs. Um, I had kind of a really really dark moment after I'd finished all the exams and when I look back I'm wondering how I even did it because it was so many exams for so long in such like a short space of time and you have to revise so much for and there's so much to remember so yeah and just even going in the example itself is very stressful because you're trying to as you're going in you're trying to look at your book to get the last bits of information in your head and then you're trying to figure out where you've got to sit and then everyone else is there as well so it's just a stressful experience like can we just do it online it's much less stressful I've got to say I I mean when we outline it like that thinking about um exams like more formal exams tend to just be like yeah cram all that knowledge in your head and see what you can regurgitate in that hall um you know you were saying Shana that you've got dyslexia so it works so much better for you um just being able to actually apply that knowledge rather than trying to remember it as well as apply it I was just thinking there must be so many young people with maybe with uh, SEN diagnoses or just that that works so much better for than going back to that formal exam. Um, and I, another thing that you mentioned that I um, can really relate to is I remember my last lecture at my undergraduate degree, my lecturer being like, you're about to do all of these exams and you're expecting to feel incredible afterwards like amazing you've achieved all of this whatever um and she was like don't be too hard on yourself if that's not how you feel 
because it feels like there's a lot of pressure after exams to be like to just to, to feel amazing and to feel like thank god that's over and, and all the rest of it and I related because like I, there was an element of that but there was also like uh, a kind of another side to it as well um that didn't feel quite so positive so Shana yeah because I remember well last time I did kind of formal exams after the exam all my friends were talking about like what they answered for each question and then everyone would be like oh I didn't get that and then thinking that they've done horribly in the test um and also just when you're in person like people around you are also going to be kind of anxious about it and then they can pass it on to you if you're still feeling calm they can kind of be like what's this what's what are we doing what's this question and then that that is translating onto you and making you feel anxious because you're thinking I need to look at that because I don't remember what you just said um yeah so I think in person as well has that the social aspect of it is also quite difficult yeah and then wanting to feel good after I remember when I got whenever I get my results everyone always is happy right that they've got their results and then when I've got them I haven't really felt anything I've just looked at me like that that's it those those are the numbers you know even if they're good grades I just I didn't really feel much for it you know yeah exactly I can definitely relate to that kind of feeling of disappointment almost you don't always feel elated after an exam you almost think oh I've missed so many questions or I did not study for that part of the exam and I don't know Molly and Shana in your experience do you feel as though um at school or at uni you kind of had that support for that after exam feeling if you feel disappointed or anxious or just um upset I think because exams were such a problem with me and I, I had to be very upfront with my teachers because I couldn't there was a point where I couldn't stay in exams for more than 10 minutes so I had to be like constantly like supported and so being up front and saying like I need support was like so good and then so after I left exams I would be walked out by a teacher and we would go to a classroom and just talk about it and how I felt so that I didn't have to be around other people and have that anxiety as well. Yeah, that's actually really good to hear because in my experience, I didn't know that there was support for, you know, during exams and after exams. But it's really good to hear in your experience you have that support there. Um, Shana, what about in your experience, especially at uni? Um, do you think you have um, quite a bit of support around exam time and um, with your mental health during exam time as well? Uh, the uni kind of has support kind of groups I suppose that they run throughout the year anyway for exams so you can you can reach out to that and join those meetings which I think is good and also they have like a peer support system so you can talk to people in like the year above you in the same um, course you're taking and then they can kind of be like well we did this and um, help you with that how to revise what you should revise for those topics and we also have personal tutors so that can be quite helpful if you're unsure of what you're actually supposed to be doing because they can like um, get all the resources for you or point you in the right direction 
of that. So yeah, I think there is quite a bit of support in my experience at uni. Yeah. Can I ask if that's something that you found really different from when you were in school? Like getting having all of those options for support. It sounds like there's a real infrastructure there. Yeah, because in school you you not you don't really have anyone to talk to about it. Um, there's not no one really teaches you how to deal with the pressure. They just kind of say in assembly, oh, it's it's just an exam, it doesn't define your life. But then they say, if you fail this exam, you'll fail in college, you know. Some, you know, some teachers say different things. And then I think because in high school, all the teachers have like different beliefs and values. So they kind of conflict each other and then you don't know which way to, to look or which way to turn and what to believe. But I think in uni, everyone's kind of working towards the same goal and your, your mind's more developed. So you're not as influenced by that, I suppose. Yeah, it's really interesting that you talk about beliefs and values and how that affects you as a student or as a person at school. Um, do you feel as though there are certain other pressures such as, you know, your family expectations, the expectations from your friends, um, that kind of you find yourself attaching your self-worth to your grades? Um, yeah, because... When I was in, like before I did my GCSEs, I didn't really have good grades. And my fr a lot of my friends were like the, the, the smart people, you know, the people with the doing maths and science and being really good at it, like top of the class. So you kind of feel that pressure to, to match them, even though you're like, you have different skills from them. So I was better at art and they couldn't do art at all. But in my head, it was like I was lesser because I couldn't do the topics that the school values because the school values maths, English, science. And those are things that I was really terrible at. Um, and then with family as well, I think my family were very supportive and they didn't really um, they supported me with what I was doing. But they didn't um, put too much pressure on me to get like top grades just. Um, they just wanted me to be happy with what I was doing in my experience. Oh, that's really good to hear. It is important to have like a supportive family, especially around exam time. Um, I definitely saw you nodding, Molly. <laughs> Did you uh, have any thought on that? Yeah, um, so in school, I was seen as the gifted kid, the one that's going to go to Oxford. And that brought a lot of pressure. And school like <clears throat> saw me as the child that will get all nines. But I couldn't sit through an exam. So I couldn't get those grades. So I felt a lot of pressure from them. But then, like in terms of my family, they didn't really care what I got. They just made were making sure that I was happy. But like, I definitely from the school I was seeking academic validation, which like dramatically like worsened my mental health. Yeah, and in that circumstance, you're not going to be doing well. You're not going to be performing as expected because you have all these pressures coming in from outside, and you don't have the energy, or you can't focus on your own work and 
the anxiety really does affect your performance. I know one of the things um, when we thought about talking about this on the podcast was we wanted to mention how exam exam stress is kind of an add-on to any additional mental health things that people are experiencing. It doesn't just everything else doesn't just go away um, to, to be replaced by exam stress. Shana. Yeah, I'm kind of feeling that, I suppose, currently, because um, obviously I've got exams and I have depression, so it's hard for me to kind of get up sometimes and do the work and concentrate on it. And then if I can't concentrate, I feel like I've, I, I, can't, I won't be able to do the test or I won't be able to focus on the test and that I've, I'm lazy or these kind of things pop up in my head when actually it's my mental health doing that and it's not my fault even though I'm not trying to get better with it um it does add on a lot of more pressure and it's a lot harder to actually revise and get the work done yeah I definitely agree and like seeing like your peers around you like supposedly not doing like as bad as you and just watching them like being able to cope with it I think is something I struggle with as well and then I do BTEC so my exams were in January and I was struggling with my mental health then and the the pressure to just be normal just get through it was so like hard and having teachers as well being like oh well you just have to get through it it's something that everyone does but that like people with mental health struggles, um, it's not easy at all. I think the pressure of like having to get through it, even though you have mental illness can be like quite detrimental because it makes you feel like um, your mental health isn't as important as these exams when your mental health is like the main thing that you should be focusing on. And then everyone says different things. Like some people will be like, make sure you focus on your mental health, but also revise, even though you're still not well enough. And the way I think about it is if I know a lot of people, like older people who have mental health issues and they um, are exempt from work because of that. So why isn't it? why aren't young people treated the same as that? Because how are they going to expect young people to be able to do these exams and actually get through them while they're dealing with this? And why can't um, there be like exceptions to let young people take these exams when they're older, like even just GCSEs? Obviously, you can take them in college, but that's different. Like, why can't you go back and just go to the school and do the, do the exams? If you know what I mean, because you're, you're not expecting adults to work, but you're expecting young people to take these exams. And if they don't take them, it can really impact their life. So I think it's like there's so much pressure in, to be normal, as I think Molly said, to just get through it. And Sometimes it feels almost like a lie when someone says, oh, your mental health is the main thing that matters. And then they say, do your exam, <laughs> you know. 
and then also when you compare yourself to people who barely revise and get like a nine on the test because my friend is actually like that um you start to feel like why do I even bother to revise but yeah that can be quite hard (laughs) sounds like there's a lot of conflicting information and I can recall that um from my experience doing exams as well um and also I, I think it doesn't help that it does feel like a lot of the mental health support that schools provide is around exams and it's like they don't um I don't want to put words in people's mouths but I've had lots of conversations um about this with young people and they often say uh, mental health that goes beyond exam stress and it's important to talk about all of those other things as well as just exam stress I mean is that something you can relate to is that do you feel like schools offer quite a lot of support around managing it or is it something that you found ways of managing yourself I think within school their main focus is getting students through exams and not making sure that their mental health can support that so when they're given like really generalized advice it's not really helpful but they think they're doing something so then when you come saying I can't cope or manage with this they're like well we've done the assemblies you just have to get you have to do it yourself and I felt like that just wasn't helping. There's so much more support in university compared to college and high school. It's actually quite shocking because you'd think there'd be more when you're younger, but there's not. It's the other way around. And I remember before GCSEs in high school, um, I was asking one of my teachers for help with my mental health because I wasn't in any services at that point. And she basically said, um, they have a counselling waiting list, but there's no point in me going on it because I'll be finished school before I got anywhere with it. So it was like, what, (laughs) you know? So I think schools need a lot more in regards to funding and more people to come in and actually provide these services. And I know in high school as well, there's like one person who has to do with the well-being of a whole year group. And how do you do that? I don't think one person can do that. Because of COVID as well, so many like external agencies weren't able to come in and didn't offer the support. And it was like put on teachers. They didn't have the training to help. And so there was a lot of unhelpful comments, especially in college when I was told that I was an adult now, stop being childish and stuff like that. They don't know how to handle it, even though it's their job. Um, Molly and Shana, that's actually a really important um, point that you brought up and that maybe teachers need more training on how to help students with um, their mental health and exam stress and um, just general stress during studying. Um, Do you have any advice maybe on how you kind of coped and um, managed your time and managed revising um, 
and completing all your other assignments at the same time. I feel like it's, revision is important, but it's not the amount you do, it's the quality of it. So if, what I find is, I find it hard to focus for long periods of time, especially um, currently. So I will do an hour a day of revision, but it will be really high quality revision. Um, so something like if you get a topic and then you write questions that you can answer. It's like, you know, revision cards, you can do that. Or you can make a cahoot because I like making cahoots with, with that. And then um, because making those questions, it shows that you understand the content rather than just reading for hours and hours, just reading the content because it stays in your head more that way. So I feel like taking more breaks and doing less revision is a lot more helpful for me. Yeah, definitely. I can completely agree with the cue cards and more interactive learning kind of helps you a bit better um, than just reading um, everything else. Yeah. How about you, Molly? Any advice or maybe anything that you would have hoped um, would have been in place to help you kind of manage your um, time better? I think school really helped find out what kind of learner I was and I realised that I have quite a good memory and I learned from writing things down so I learned quite quickly that past papers were quite good for me um, and also that revising six months in advance is never going to work so um, planning revision effectively and making sure that you are taking breaks as well because if you're constantly doing the same thing you will probably forget it because you will be so overwhelmed by it so like doing one part of the revision and then doing something completely separate like helped consolidate like the information for me yeah I definitely agree I mean I remember when I was at school and I was studying until like 12 and it was like at 10.30 I realised my brain really wasn't absorbing any of that information. I actually needed to sleep and it was pointless trying to study until, you know, 12 and past that. So like you said, like you both said, actually, that rest and taking a break is really important. Yeah, like... The day before an exam for me, I don't do any revision and I just chill the whole day to like give my mind a break because I feel I work better the day after. So on the actual exam, I'll do a bit of like, I'll look over my notes, but I won't go into it too much because I feel like just having that break really helps and go out for walks, like not in town or anything like fields or parks or something like that where it's nice or just talk talk to someone as well about like how you're feeling about exams because if you if you just keep it inside yourself for how you're feeling about it 
can get quite overwhelming because you feel like you have to do you have to do these these exams on your own which technically you do but you can always share what you're feeling with others and feel like um they're helping you kind of get through it especially if people help you with revision because then that's more fun yeah I, I can relate to working in groups as well I think well it depends what kind of group you're working in because sometimes your group can distract you um or they can help you um yeah these kind of coping um strategies that you both have spoken about do you think that's something that you kind of developed on your own or you came up um kind of learning through yourself or did someone help you um with those coping strategies Um, for me, because I suppose most of my coping strategies is just chilling, would be um, my dad, because um, he used to watch, be like watching me revise, or I'd go um, upstairs to revise or whatever in my room, and then he'd be like, Shana, where are you? You need to come outside and sit with me, because he used to just sit outside and just like in the sun and just look at his plants and stuff and he just want to talk to me so it's kind of like like that like he would always make sure I wasn't over revising and that I was more relaxed I suppose and help me to talk about how I was feeling about it so it's kind of my dad helped me with that <laughs> Um, I think I learned most of my coping strategies by myself. Um, look it up on like Google and also sounds really nerdy, but I like to read like journals and papers and like there was so much evidence on like taking breaks and stuff like that that I was like, well I have to do it then and like it helped me so I just carried on. I think actually, um, I don't know what, well, it's not a, a coping strategy really, but something that my dad said to me, I remember mid GCSEs um, that really stuck with me was, because um, I, I think I was getting myself really worked up and anxious about, I think it was probably a maths exam. Um, and he he was like, what, what are you stressing about? Like, this is an opportunity for you to go in and show off everything you've learned in the past couple of years and it doesn't matter what what that grade is but just just get in there and and show them what you've learned everyone wants you to succeed um and just reframing it in my mind as like an like an opportunity rather than um something something kind of horrible that i have to sit through um and get through really helped me So lots of family support is coming through, isn't it? Yeah, I think it really does make a difference when your family can support you um, during the exam time. You have enough pressure that you're putting on yourself and that you feel pressures from school as well. So it does make a difference. 
and I can definitely relate to that Ashley I think I used to get more anxious before the exam than during the exam and I actually used to do something silly where I'd cry before the exam and my dad would be like why are you crying like you haven't even done the exam yet and then he'd use this phrase where it's like people normally um cry of spilt milk but the milk hasn't even spilt yet and you're crying and then I was like yeah what am I doing (laughs) I haven't even failed yet and I'm getting so worked up about it but it's really hard to kind of control your emotions before because if you feel anxious you can't help it yeah and it feels like I can remember feeling at the start of GCSEs like I was about to step on this treadmill and it would go from like GCSEs are the most important thing that you're ever going to do and they will dictate the rest of your life and regardless of how many teachers try to muddle that message and say look after yourself that was essentially the message that I got um but then I talked to like peers in the year above me or in sick form and they'd say oh GCSEs don't matter at all they just you just got to do your GCSEs so you can get to your A-levels and then I remember doing my A-levels and everyone was like oh A-levels yeah A-levels are fine A-levels don't matter they just prepare you so you can go to uni and it was like this is just like (laughs) I just remember feeling like stuck in this like okay do these exams so I can do these exams so I can do these exams so then what like like what's the end result of all of these these exams um and I think it's really important to uh take that step back and be like this is this is a long journey um and everyone's journey looks completely different and some will take different routes and some might have a detour and then come back or whatever um and that that just kind of focus on that one thing that you can do in that day, get through the day's to-do list, something that I've always found really helpful and just focus on that um, and then kind of try and do what I can to chill out at the end of the day (laughs) once all that's done Um, and like focus on what you can do in front of you. Um, I also think like thinking that everyone's journeys are different is so helpful as well because art well I was meant to do my GCSEs in 2020 but obviously it never happened and then after that I went to college and realized that I was really struggling with education and then like things happened and I had to take a year out and then going back I, I found like I know I can't do exams so A-levels aren't the right option so I chose BTECs and like being able to have that different option is so helpful and like people in like year 11 year 10 thinking like oh I'm gonna have to do exams like the next like five years like get through uni it's like there's different options available as well. Yeah there's also like now that you've brought it up the options there's also the option of a gap year which now makes sense because a lot of the times it's almost advertised as oh a gap year you can either get some work experience or you can travel it's never really oh take just take a break from the exams and like Ashlyn said that that race almost you know exam after exam um 
so yeah that, that actually is quite a good option to maybe like have a little break between all that studying before exams as well um it's kind of good to get prepared for that and relax i'm just just relax just take breaks let's go this is my message but i like to kind of be by myself in that time and um sometimes i do like you know the breathing exercises you can do to just not because i'm well obviously i'm anxious but not not because I'm overly anxious, just because like it kind of makes me feel calm and like clears my mind of everything else I'm worried about. Because when you're doing an exam, that isn't the only thing you're worried about. You're probably worried about loads of other things as well. And so you don't want to be thinking about that while you're trying to do an exam. Yeah. I guess I'm the complete opposite of Shana. I have to be with people because otherwise I will overthink and ruminate. I have to be with people that have like nothing to do with the exam or anything and just talk about something completely different. Really interesting, isn't it? That what's coming across is that there isn't one way of doing this that works for everyone. Like there isn't one key piece of exam advice that if you do this, your exam will go well and you'll look after your mental health. It's a lot more complicated than that, isn't it? But say, saying that, um, what's if there was one bit of advice that you could give to people around the, the current cohort of GCSEs and A-levels and uni who are just going into exams maybe their first ever exams um what what would you like to say to like a parent or a friend or someone in that young person's life like what do you wish people did for you I think just like listening to them and not like giving them all these instructions that oh you have to do this and this will work like exploring different options and just being there and supporting them and you don't have to know the answers you just have to be there for them. I would say um putting pressure on someone doesn't help at all. I think more encouraging someone to kind of do their best, just say you just need to do your best and um, work hard, but not too hard. That's what my dad used to say to me. Um, and yeah, just chill, kind of talk about it. Um, because exams aren't really that important in life. They, as um, I think Ashing said, they kind of get you to the next step. And I mean, GCSEs, if you really think about it, all you need is like to pass like a few of them 
and you're fine because no one actually really looks at them and yeah so I just think exams aren't that important but you should still you just encourage people there you go that's all (laughs) yeah like keep it in perspective what about you Marianne yeah I definitely agree with both Molly and Shana um I think the pressures of school and exams um, all around that area is just it kind of affects you for the years to come as well because you have exams one after the other GCSEs A-levels and university exams and it depends if you're doing a really long course you have those exams for a really long time Um, and through maybe trial and error I've learned that exams aren't the most important part of your life they a part of your life but they're not your whole life um neither are the grades that you get from those exams um and maybe I've learned it the hard way but you do have to remember that you your mental health is what comes first and taking the time to take a break taking the time to kind of replenish yourself and Honestly, being a good human is what matters the most. Um, Your character is what matters the most and your grades are not what defines you. So, yeah, I think it's really important for that message to go out in schools and also for people, um, individuals to remember that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) How about you, Ashlyn? Um, I think I would say... There's going to be so many opportunities throughout your life to um, prove yourself in whatever way you want to prove yourself, whether that be, um, I've got a friend who's uh, late 20s and they are about to start a degree um, and they're doing their GCSE maths at the same time or the the equivalent of that. because you know they've just found what they love doing and they really want to learn more about it and do that and it's not been a barrier for them not having it so far in their life um there's always going to be opportunities and it might feel and you might be told that this is the be all and end all and it must happen now um everyone's path through it looks completely different so yeah just really keep that in perspective I mean I remember I really wanted to go to university when I was 18 um, and it it couldn't basically and I ended up going when I was 21 and my life looks so much better now than if I've rushed into a degree at 18 because I've been told that that's what your A-levels are for and that's what you do and to get a good job you go to university and you get that degree Um, And I remember being devastated. The path didn't look how I wanted it to look at that time. But then the the benefit of age and hindsight is looking back and going, oh, actually, yeah, everything's worked out how it was meant to work out, Um, which probably isn't particularly helpful for a 15-year-old about to do their GCSEs now. But um, just to have that faith in yourself that you will get where you want to be and where you need to be and actually you'll probably get there a lot healthier 
and a lot better off if you look after yourself rather than spending that extra hour um, rather than sleeping or chilling or talking to people about something completely different, revising. So, yeah. Thank you so much, all three of you, um, for joining me for today's conversation. Um, I really hope that this is something that people find helpful in the coming months, because I know there's a lot of exams coming up, maybe the first formal ones that you've ever done, maybe the first formal ones for a good few years for you. Um, try and remember to look after yourself. Um, and hopefully some of these messages have been helpful for you. Um, any last words? I would just agree with Ashling with that last point, actually. Um, I think it's really important to end on that. I think there's a lot of pressure to finish at a certain time. Um, you know, finish your degree by the time you're 21 or start by the time you're 18. And I know a lot of really, really successful and really good people who started their degree in their late 20s, 30s. So there's no pressure to finish at a certain time or start at a certain time. Your journey is your journey. So yeah, just take your time and do what's best for you. I suppose I just say work hard, but not too hard. Don't give up on yourself. I used to not be able to sit in exams for more than 10 minutes. And in January, I sat through all my exams. Yes, that is the message we want to leave on. Thank you, Molly. Um, and thank you, everybody, for listening. You've been listening to CAMS Talk, a podcast brought to you by the Luton and Bedford CAMS team and the Luton and Bedford Service User Participation Group. If you'd like to hear more from us, just go over to camstalk.com and subscribe. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any of the other platforms that you're using. Once you've subscribed, you'll get notification on your device every time we release a new episode. If you want to comment or share your views, you can contact us on Twitter using at camstalk or you can send us an email using info at camstalk.com. One last thing before we go. Don't forget to use the hashtag CamsTalkPodcast whenever you comment on social media. We'll speak to you soon.